you need to be running your life, not your life running you. Exactly. It's got to be intentional. We have to be choosing and prioritizing and then making sure our choices and our time is lining up with what we actually say our priority is, you know, and hundred percent. Welcome to the intertwined life podcast. I am your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, cause he's got you. Hey guys, welcome to episode 55. I'm so glad you've joined me and I am super excited to bring you today's guest. Today we are talking with Miss Karen Stubbs. And if you do not know who Karen is, then today is your lucky day. Karen is the founder and leader of Birds on a Wire. It's a ministry designed to equip moms through truth, encouragement, and community. She is an author. She's written several books. She has developed a small group curriculum for moms that is so easy to follow that is currently being used all across the United States and in at least nine different countries. Karen is a speaker, a podcaster. She has a wonderful podcast she does with her beautiful host, Sunny, and they are on the Wire Talk podcast. All these links are going to be in the show notes. This episode is so full of value and truth to moms, no matter your age or your stage, from wanting to be a mom to having those grandbabies. Karen has something in this episode to say to each and every one of us. Karen is without a doubt one of the most inspiring real life champions for how to truly live an intertwined life. She's so down to earth. She's so grounded in the word and her heart is to help and come alongside moms to help us find ways to laugh and love and grow and walk strongly with our Lord through every season. Her heart and her passion is practical, contagious, and inspiring. Karen's voice is one that is so needed in our world today. If you need a mom coach, this is your lady. I've been loving her and her wisdom and her resources for years, and I'm so excited to finally bring her to you guys right here on the podcast. As we get going, there's going to be lots of resources mentioned, Karen's books, plus many more books. Please, please, please check out the show notes so you don't miss any of those. If you need to get your parenting library started, this will keep you busy for a long time to come. And there is a link in the show notes for a free account to Right Now Media. No matter who you are or where you are, click on the link in the show notes and compliments of the church I attend, Rock Harbor Church, Florida, you will get a free account to Right Now Media, basically Christian Netflix for every age and every stage. So Join in this conversation. I know you're going to love Karen as much as I do. Hey, Jenny. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. There we go. Good. Hello. Oh, it's so good to see you. Thank you for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You doing well? Yeah, I am. I am. So busy, but always good. I know. I'm telling you. I feel like the beginning of this year, all my friends were saying it's the busiest January I've ever seen. I know. Not even. Yeah, it's not even on purpose. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't like, know. you know, we didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> it's just that's right. It's just going so fast. I can't I can't believe next week is March. It's just like insane. I know it really is. That is and, oh, I can't I don't even want to think about it. Cause I mean, you, I know how old your kids are. Like my daughter, I think I've already told you, you know, she's yes. technically 12. <laughs> she's yeah. like 35 and she's yeah. taller than me and bigger than me. And she's got her first middle school dance coming up and all this stuff. I know. I'm just like, slow everything down. Okay. So here we start awkward, right? (laughs) Now we're starting. You're so used to that. (laughs) All right. All right. Welcome Karen Stubbs to the intertwined life podcast. I am so, so glad that you are here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Oh, my goodness. I just, I still can't even believe that I get to have this contact with you. It is such a blessing. So I've already obviously done an intro, but just, I think you, you may or may not remember, you meet so many women in what you do, but the way <laughs> I actually found you was on Right Now Media because right. I love Right Now Media. And if anybody's listening, I've got a free link in the show notes where you can get a free 
account through our church gives that just everybody, you know, cause it's such a great platform. It's like, what would you call it? Christian YouTube, Christian Netflix. Like it's <laughs> I call it Christian Netflix for sure. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. And I love the part for the kids. And that's mm-hmm. something as we start talking about moms, that's kind of one of my little um, mom tips, if you will, is when I get up early and I want to have my God time, yes. there's a little link there on right now media for kids. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's full, full of mm-hmm. hundreds, if not thousands of shows and episodes and cartoons, all based on biblical wisdom and scripture and they're right. fun. So especially when my kids were really little, my son, he would always get up, you know, like the kid that sleeps through fireworks and fire right. engines. Here's me breathe. If it's before yes. six in the morning, right? and he wakes up. Absolutely. Yeah. I had one of those. <laughs> yeah. So that was his God time. I'm like, okay, you can have your God time on right now media in your room while mom, you know, so that was kind of like, yes. here's my iPad. You go do that. And it was a great way to get that into him and still provide me some sanity in that time. So, Absolutely. you know, back in the days of littles, but all that to say, that's how I found you. I was on right now media looking for stuff. And I believe I saw your mom core teaching. Is right. that the one where you did the tables with yep. the priorities? Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I saw your teaching and I thought, who is this woman? So oh. fun, so beautiful, so down to earth and real and practical, you know, yeah. but speaking the word, the real mom, yeah, but speaking the word of God. Right. And just really the whole mission, like what I have is just bring the real life and your walk with the Lord totally intertwined. So I thought I'm following her. I stalked you on Instagram (laughs) and I sent you a message probably a year or so after I had seen you and I'd seen your books and everything. And few years ago. And my daughter was kind of hitting that preteen tween stage where something about body image, I think. And I had Mm -hmm. shared a few things with her and Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I think Karen Stubbs would have wonderful wisdom for this. So I did a direct message on Instagram, expecting it to be, you know, some social media manager or somebody, you know, but I thought I'm going to ask a question. I was like, this is what happened. And this is what I said. And if you have any thoughts and you personally sent me back this really detailed um, message on Instagram. And it was the same week of your big women's conference soar. And I could not believe it. Yeah, Yeah. I could not believe it. I was like, this woman is the real deal. And so (laughs) you really are, you are. And so it's- thank you. Thank you. I love what I do. Truly, truly, I do. Yes. Well, why don't you share a little bit about that? I've rambled enough. So tell us more about who you are and your life, your family, your hobbies, your fun, but also- what is yeah. it that you do and what brought you to that point? Okay. Well, I'm a native uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, one of the very few that's a native <laughs> and um, grew up here and met my husband in college. He was at Georgia Tech and I was getting ready to transfer to Auburn and we met at a church camp oh and goodness. he said he was wanted to be a Navy fighter pilot and I was didn't even know Navy had planes. <laughs> I, like I, I thought, thought that was a boat thing. <laughs> Exactly. And he took me to go see the movie Top Gun. Oh, yeah. And he goes, this is what I want to do. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I could totally be cool like Kelly McGillis and ride on the back of the motorcycle. So anyways, we ended up getting married and um, he had finished up flight school. Well, he was right in the middle, right at the end of it. Then we moved to Virginia Beach and started living our lives. And um, the first time I had ever been away from home, the first time I had ever you know, just been completely independent. And now my husband is going out to sea all the time. And it wasn't like the movie. I'll tell you Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. Then we start having children four years in and love it, obviously. And I had always wanted to be a mom always. And, but motherhood was not what I had imagined. It was not what I had pictured. And I never thought I would be doing it alone, you know, with away from my family, away from Greg, because Greg was two weeks after Kelsey, our first was born. He went on a Navy, you know, out for two weeks. Then he came home for two weeks and was gone for five weeks. Then he got selected for Top Gun. He was gone for six weeks for that. So he was out and in, out and in, out and in. And that really um, sort of started our journey, you know, my journey in motherhood and just learning to really lean into the Lord. So then fast forward in 1999, we moved to Atlanta, Georgia, back home. I always say back to the promised land (laughs) and started attending a very large church in the Atlanta area. And then I became on staff there 
And after I'd been there for about five years, I, my kids were starting to get older. I think my oldest was starting to go into middle school and they sort of stair stepped down from there. We have four children mm-hmm. and um, I started seeing a need in young moms. Like I'd hear them talking at the church and I don't know how to get them to sleep at night. I don't know how to discipline. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Compared to teenage years, that's I so easy. I always like, felt like I was so good easy. at the littles. Exactly. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> so I just started a small group in my basement of eight moms. And that's, I really had no desire to ever start a ministry. And then that just kept growing and growing. And I kept telling my church like, hey, there's a huge need here for moms. And they were like, well, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm like, oh. And so anyways, in 2011, I really felt like the Lord was like calling me out of the church and to start a ministry. Mm -hmm. So I just took a huge step of faith. I really didn't even know what I was doing. I never dreamed I would have started a ministry ever. I'm like, that was the last thing on my agenda, but it wasn't, it was on God's agenda. So I started it and, um, we would stumble along and it would just get to 300 and 500 and 1500. And, and now, you know, birds on a wire is in part of all 50 States. And I think they told me the other day, 117 countries or something yeah. like that. And right now media has been a big part of that. Um, sure. And our podcast has a large, reach. but so now I, Greg and I've been married 35 years. We have five grandchildren. All of our children are married. Wow. So we are full on in the empty stage, empty nester stage of our lives and um, loving it. And I do a lot of work with birds on a wire, you know, um, and love it. Truly. I love my job. So it is so good. The podcast is so good. Sunny, your host. I love yeah. her. I want to be her friend right. too. She, she yeah. is so She's fun. Awesome. Truly. Oh man. But just listening to you too and the way that you, again, it's just, it's practical. It's yeah. nothing that can't be done by anybody. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I think you just need someone to come along and someone who's been there and say, one, you are a little crazy, but we all are. So it's normal. (laughs) It's okay. That's how I felt, you know, in that stage before I finally had mom friends in my same boat when I had littles and I was home and it was like, I'm losing my mind. Like, yeah, but, but it's okay. There's other people losing their mind too. So we can all come together. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Just to have that you reach out, you meet the moms where they are and you give them practical, attainable tools Mm -hmm. to not just survive, but thrive in motherhood. That's our goal. Yeah. Love it. So Mm -hmm. so I love share. What is the exact tagline of birds on a wire? To To equip and encourage moms. Okay. In their entire journey of motherhood. So whether they're a mother of a newborn and they're trying to figure out how to get this baby on a schedule Mm -hmm. and sleep and all that, all the way to grandparents. I mean, we track with moms the whole way because I've gone through every stage, you know? And so I just thought, you know, I'm a little few steps ahead just because I'm older, Mm -hmm. but I sure don't think I'm an expert, but I definitely have a lot of years of underneath my belt. Yeah. No, I love it. I always say my mess is my message because yes, we go through things and it's really the reason we have so much to share and talk about is because we sit on our own with the Lord and we're like, God help me. (laughs) And when he helps, it's like, well, somebody else might be able to use this. Right. That's right. I like how you just followed your heart step by step by step. Mm -hmm. We all have a different, I think, um, journey, a different look to me. It was more like the whole David thing, you know, not that I'm supposed to be like queen of the universe, but you know, he's anointed to be King. And then he goes back to work with the sheep, but he knows he's got this calling, but yet he still had to work with the sheep. Right. And I feel like that's kind of my journey was more like that. Like I know ministry is the calling. I don't know the fruition of it. Oh, and I have these little tiny babies, you know? So that kind of happened to me and I'm sitting there like, and I'll never forget the morning where I'm praying. I'm like, God, there's just something bigger inside. What do I do? How do I do it? I I don't want to miss it. And I promise he just said, tend your sheep. Yeah. And that message to me was so huge. It was like, I know where you are. You know, mm-hmm. God's like, I know where you are. And when I'm ready, I'll come find you. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm not going to forget about you. Absolutely. I call those the marinating years. Yes. That's where God just wants you to sit and rest in him. Do what he's called you to do at the moment, mm-hmm. but marinate, marinate in his word, marinate in mm-hmm. his wisdom, just marinate because 
you're going to need all that whenever you do start the ministry. Amen. So, yes. You already have, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. No, for that season. And that's one thing I've had a lot of, I wanted to actually talk to that. There've been a lot of people recently that I've been hearing, especially moms of littles who are sure. talking about like feeling lost in that season, you know, mm-hmm. just feeling. And, and I remember that so clearly, and I'm sure you probably do too. I mean, I know oh, it's been absolutely. a while, but yes. just feeling like they have a passion or calling or so much more. And yet every day is full of laundry and spit up and screaming and <laughs> whether it's yours or the children. Or, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to those people? You know, what, what kind of encouragement do you give to moms in that season to to enjoy that season too, even though I know we all hate that. Oh, these days have gone so fast. Be sure you yeah. enjoy them. <laughs> Spoken right. by someone who's already missing them. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss them. I'll be honest with you. I don't miss those early days. Um, you know, I just try to tell moms enjoy every season because it's not going to last forever. And I know those days when they're little and it is so monotonous every single day, it's just like, Oh, I'm wiping butts and noses all day mm-hmm. long. Um, but wiping butts and noses all day long does make a difference. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that relationship with the mom and the child, you are sort of teaching them the first look of what God looks like, you know, and his tender, loving care and his patience and his, you know, long suffering and endurance with all of us. Yeah. And those years are just so important. And they're also so important because whenever your child gets older, like where your daughter is now, you spent so much time with her, you know, when she's lying to you, you know, when (laughs) she's messed up, even before she'll confess that she's messed up. And so it just sort of gives you insight, you know, like reading a book, you've already read the cliff notes, because you've already done the work, you know, and now you can say, okay, I, I know something's up, because I remember when you did this when you were three or four, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of, so hang in there, enjoy not even enjoy. I wouldn't even say enjoy. endure a season. It will come to an end. I promise. Yeah. I know you feel like it never will, but it will. And, um, you're just sort of laying the foundation for the rest of the parenting years. And also for that child, which is so very important. Absolutely. Teaching them what, like you said, selflessness and, and love yeah. and unconditional love really looks like and teaching them to receive and trust, right? Yes, Those absolutely. Principles. That's so good. And you actually, you hit on something else that I wanted to talk about. So I love Hebrews 10, 24, where it talks about considering how we stir one another on to love and good deeds. And I love the amplified version. I, now it's the amplified classic. I guess I've been using it for too long. I've gotten too old. <laughs> My Bible's classic. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. but I, I love that it says study. We should study how to stir one another on. And I love to use this like within our women's ministry and with friends and within our marriages and so on and so forth. But I love to think of that with the parent-child relationship, because I really believe we should be students of our children. And you kind of gave that point right there in that one, it's how we know them and we can tell when, you know, something's not quite right. But then on the other side of that, studying how to spur them on and how to encourage them to love and good deeds and knowing what speaks to the heart of that child and not your children as a whole. We're so individual and God deals with us individually and our children are different, right? Exactly. What do you yeah, think I talk about that in mom core, that study that you did, oh, and yeah. it's called being a student of your child. I mean, that's just what it is. Maybe I got that phrase from you five years ago and didn't realize it. That's <laughs> I right. Start crediting Karen. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to give me credit, but my son, he was my third. He was so opposite from me and opposite from his sisters. I just didn't understand him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'd go to church and he was little and adorable and, people would say, good morning, Taylor, how are you? And be right in his face. And he would just look at him and he'd growl. (laughs) And I was just like, what in the world? Why are you growling at these people? And I would get after him. Stop growling, stop growling. And my friend at the time, she was about 10 years older than me. And she said, he is melancholy and you are sanguine. And I was like, what What? are you talking about? And she's like, they're temperaments and you need to learn his temperament. And I read this book, Personality Plus for Parents. And so I ordered it. That book changed my life. I started realizing, 
oh my goodness, he's a melancholy. He doesn't like the attention. And when he, he wants his space and when people are getting in close to him, that makes him uncomfortable. Sure. So I had to start telling Taylor and I, at three years old, he, he, we came to an agreement. If you will stop growling at people, <laughs> you know, just acknowledge that they're talking to you. Just nod your head. That's all you have to do. Can you nod your head and not growl? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and so- but that book sort of changed my life. And then later on, um, Teresa Gilbert, this personality coming, they came up with the colors, the yellow, the green, the blue, and the red. And so that's what I teach on in mom core. And I just, my whole thing is for moms, every child has their own temperament and it's your job as a mom to figure it out. Yeah. And if they go to my website, they can take a test and figure out who, what they are, what their child is. And then go through the study and learn how there's now there's lots of books about it. You know, I said this, you heard that the grownups guide um, to raising kids that's by Kathleen Edelman. So those are good books too, but it all started with Florence Littow. Well, actually it didn't, it all started back with Socrates. So, you know, years and years and years and years ago, but that's so important. It's also so important to know their love language. Yeah. Every child has normally a different love language. I know mine all did. Birth order is also a big deal. Mm -hmm. Kevin Lehman has a mm -hmm. great book on oh, birth yeah. order. All those things, just be a student of your child, you know, yeah. and are they introvert? Are they extrovert? You know, what are their talents and abilities? What are their skills? Just because you as a mom were a cheerleader whenever you were in high school and you loved it and all that doesn't mean your daughter's going to love it. Yeah. You know, I put Emily in ballet and just, I just wanted her to do it so bad. And she hated it. She would cry. And I would be Aww. like, oh, but you're so good. She was terrible. <laughs> and so we stopped doing it because it just, it wasn't for her. You yeah. know, it took us till she got to be third grade to figure out what her love was. And that was horses. Mm -hmm. And so once we did found that and I quit pushing all this other stuff because it just wasn't her deal, sure. but the horses is what she, where she connected. So you just have to keep on trying and, and, you know, it's a lifelong thing. I'm still just like, you know, with your husband, mm -hmm. Greg and I've been married 35 years. I'm still figuring that man out, you sure. know? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, they keep changing. What's the deal with that? I know, right? And I guess in, older, it's like, you didn't used to do that. Yeah. In theory, they're maturing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I'm what it is. I'm glad I've changed a lot since we got married, though. I will yes, say that. Me too. Very thankful. Okay, so I will definitely link to all those books as well as the quiz on your website, because that is all yeah. incredible information. And you do, you share that so much. And obviously, you yourself have written quite a few books. How many books have you written? Do you even know? I, well, I, I know the devotional moments uh -huh. with God, moments with God for moms. I just released a prayer journal this yes. past year. Um, I wrote the art of motherhood and then I have all my studies, um, yes. that are on right now media, or they could go to our website and get those too. Okay. So yeah. So and I'm in the process of writing a devotional for teenagers. So, oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Do you have any idea when that one's going to come out or is it still down the it's pipe? It's about bit? halfway finished right now. So no, okay. you'll have to come <laughs> back for when that releases. That's right. That's that right. My, definitely what I need right now. <laughs> yes. Not for myself, but maybe if maybe for myself. Oh, that's yeah. so good. That's so good. So um, let's see here. That's so funny that I'm always saying be a student of your child. I wonder if I was saying that before or after I listened to it. It's so a good, funny. it's a good little phrase. That's hilarious. I love it. All right. So there's no one size fits all approach. We kind of talked about that, which is so true. So what a one of my favorite things that I don't know if I sent this to you or not in the notes, but is a quote. Did I send you this? One of my favorite things yes. I ever heard you say. And you probably remember the exact wording, maybe I'm not sure if I do, but it was several years ago and it was something along the lines of memories are being made even when you're not trying to. Right. You know, it was the exact on a podcast. It was on a podcast episode and a mom was just saying, I want to create these great memories. And how did you do it? How do you do it? And mm -hmm. I was just like, memories are being made, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. So don't worry so much about the memory, just try to be in the moment with your children at the holidays and all that. So the read, the story behind that is we, one year for Christmas, we decided, you know, we're going to have Santa open that 
you know, presents and all Christmas morning. And then we would go later to my mom's house for lunch. Usually we'd go early and we'd open presents with them, but we changed it that year. So that year I decided to get up and make a big breakfast because we weren't going to be eating till like one, one thirty. And, um, my kids and my husband just loved it. So then the next year they were like, mom, make your big breakfast. That was, that's our tradition. Aww. And I'm like, that's our tradition. We've done it one time. <laughs> that's awesome. But now it's definitely our tradition and um, that's what they want. And that's what they look forward to. So you don't ever know what's going to, you know, because you as a mom can think, oh, this is, we've all done this. This is going to be so special and they're going to love it. And then you get there and nobody, you know, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Not quite what I had in my brain. Um, oh but gosh. you could just, you know, also go to a movie one Friday night and then that's so magical, you know, yeah. so yeah. who knows. And I love that. And, and it's true. I think it's usually those simple things yeah. that make all the difference. And sometimes I think it's when we, as, as moms just stop. Yes. Stop what we're doing and yes. look that kid in the eye and connect. I yes. feel like there has been, and I've, I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but one thing that I started doing, and we haven't done it as much recently as I should, but with my daughter is going on rollerblade loop around the neighborhood in the yeah. evening after school. Like she's, she's an introvert and she comes home and she shuts herself in her room and she's, you know, don't mess with me. And I totally get that. Yeah. And so later in the evening, if I can just get her and we can just rollerblade and that shoulder to shoulder and just doing something else, getting that fresh air. And mm -hmm. I have to discipline myself because I'm a woman of many words and I have to be just don't talk, Jenny, don't talk, let the awkwardness, you know, hang there because she will fill it and she will start yeah. talking, but not until I just stop all the other things you know, that, that I'm trying to do. Son. That was my son. A hundred percent. hundred. What color yeah. is that? Blue. Blue. Okay. You know, normally the introverts are the blues, blues or greens. Um, there's never going to be a yellow introvert and most reds are not introverts either, but, um, Tater would come home from school. He would go down to the basement and mm -hmm. watch SpongeBob <laughs> for like two hours. He just had to unwind, yeah. you know, yeah. and he didn't want me to ask him about his day. He didn't oh. want to talk about it. He'd been on all day mm -hmm. and blues are normally high performers because they, yes. they have such high standards for themselves yes. and he would be on all day. So he was like, I don't want to be on anymore. Yes. But then about six o'clock, he would come up. I mean, he'd come up before them, but he would want to talk by that point. Mm -hmm. And he would just be like, you know, how was your day, mom? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so it was nice, mm -hmm. but you got to give them their space for yes. sure. It is so true. And that is exactly Michaela. She's crazy, intelligent, super, yes. on, you know, all of that, yes. but yes, needs that. I'm, I'm the extroverted introvert. It yes. took me a long time to realize that, you know, because when I'm right. around people, I just turn it all on and yeah. I love it and I get energized, but then I get so drained. Like all I want to do for the next yeah. two days is sleep. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I see that. That's I kind of a thing. That. But she, um, yeah. And I think that, I think that's a key so often is mm. for us to stop trying to be Pinterest perfect, you know, Instagram worthy yeah. moms, because most that of it's works. a joke anyway, right? Yes. And our kids don't care about that stuff as much. They want to know that we see them. Yes. And there's freedom in that as yeah. moms, we, we don't have to be all the things and do all the things. Cause honestly, the kids don't even notice and care about most of that. No, they're, they really don't. Yeah. They're, kids they're want your time. T I M E. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah. They don't care about all the other stuff. They really don't. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And I think it is like you said, what are those things I, I love to say, you know, that brings your kid's life, mm -hmm. what lights them up, what fills them, what fills their bucket and their tank. You know, there's so many different um, sure. books and things that have been written, but yeah, finding those things. And that's how our heavenly father speaks to us. Right. Absolutely. I and love. it may not be your thing as a mom and that's okay. My son, you know, played golf. And so what did I do with him? I walked the golf course with him mm -hmm. and we spent many an afternoon and it was, it was really special. You know, my other daughter was into horses other daughter was into theater and the other daughter wasn't into much, but she did like to play tennis, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
You just got to go wherever their interest are. It's not about yeah. them connecting with us. It's about us connecting with them. Yes. Yes. Both my kids actually are really big into theater. That's both of them. They're things and they're two totally different personalities. My son is, is it, is the red, the one that's, or the yellow who's, who's like, hell I am. The world is oh, my yellow. Yeah, yellow. Yeah. Okay. That is him. Mr. Extroverted showman, like big time. And yet they both have the same passion. It's really interesting because yeah, they have two totally nice. different approaches. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I think that's key is learning what lights them up. And it's right. not about us. It's not about us at all. <laughs> you know, it's no, really, it's about, really not yeah. <laughs> we have to get over ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> Showing interest in them, letting them know that they're loved and they're precious. And I like to tell um, my kids and then I, I do a mom and daughter Bible study. I may have talked to you about before called yes, G4. Yeah. Yes. So I love to tell the girls, we have to notice the little mm -hmm winks from God, the little things he does that only we would appreciate. And I've right. talked about this before, but he is the ultimate parent and he knows what lights us up. Mm -hmm. And if I saw, you know, a daffodil, which I'm in Florida. So if I saw that, it'd really be amazing, but <laughs> I didn't grow up here. So this is, that was my thing. I carried them at my wedding, my birthday's in March. So we called them March flowers. I was born yes. and raised in Kentucky. And then I was in the DC area for 10 years before we came here. They're just everywhere. And yes. growing up, we would take a four-wheeler to a backfield somewhere and gather buckets full. So oh, oh, wow, yeah, that's a thing to me. And every year, my friend who still lives in DC will take a picture of the first ones and send it to me and text it to me, you know, oh. cause now I'm in Florida. And I don't see them, but like, that's a little thing to me that does something to me that maybe mm -hmm. no one else would even think about and notice things that he does. And we have to be watching for them yes. and noticing him speaking love to us. And it's that same thing. I think with our kids, just knowing what, what Absolutely. lights them up and, and being students and studying them. And I, I love that. Hey friends, it's March, which means it's my birthday month. And I want to celebrate by giving you a gift. From now until April 15th, which is actually my son's birthday, I am running a special giveaway. And all I ask you to do in return is help me spread the word about the Intertwined Life podcast. I will enter you in a drawing to win one of three copies of Moments with God for Moms. It's Karen Stubbs' daily devotional book for moms. It is super beautiful and very practical, and it's the perfect tool to really jumpstart or restart having those regular moments with the Lord every day, even in the midst of the crazy. If you are an Apple podcast listener and you have not yet rated or reviewed it, would you do a rating or review, screenshot that and put it on Instagram or Facebook and tag me at Jenny Zents. If you've already rated it and reviewed it, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can screenshot your review and tag me or you can screenshot a picture of yourself listening to one of your favorite episodes or even screenshot yourself texting a friend one of your favorite episodes. Any way to help get the word out about the podcast is how we can join together, do life together, and help other women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. So get those entries in between now and April 15th. Light up social media with the Intertwined Life podcast, and you could be receiving a copy of Karen Stubbs' Moments with God for Moms. All right, back to the show. You did want to talk about the time management thing though. Yes. That's where I wanted to go. Let's do that. I would love for you to talk about that a little bit because that you can just, just me and you right now. That's right. <laughs> that's huge. That's a huge thing. And especially, well, I say, especially for stay at home moms, because you feel like your day's not always broken up and nothing you do stays done. And you have these things that you want to get done and should get done and feel called to get done, but somebody has got to make the dinner, cook the laundry, you know, and it always kind of falls behind or whatever. Time management in general is huge, but it's probably extremely huge for moms with a nine to five outside of the house as well, because yeah. how the heck do you prioritize the few hours you have? So mm -hmm. I loved the lesson where you did the tables. Can you just kind of give a brief overview of that? And then I'll connect to that in the show notes. Sure. So um, I was talking about time management and how do we manage the 24 hours a day that we have mm -hmm. and knowing that eight hours of those should be sleep <laughs> and then, you know, all the things. So I had three different tables and then on each table, um, 
there were three words associated with the table. So the first table is your non-negotiables. These are the things that no matter what you want to consider, you want to get done in your day. It's, it's a non-negotiable. So on my non-negotiable table was a Bible to represent God. There was a picture of Greg and I, mm -hmm. then there was a picture of my family. Um, and the reason I had two separate pictures was because the children always want to trump the dad and mm -hmm. they don't need to, they need to stay in their place and That's be number right. two. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had one of Greg's, um, models of his airplanes because no matter what Greg's schedule changes every single month within the airlines. And so I had to work our entire family schedule around Greg's schedule, which changed every single month. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, and because Greg worked and, you know, was gone half the half of the month, every month, I chose not to take on a full-time job because I just felt like that wasn't fair to the kids to have both parents be gone all the time. Sure. So I chose to put my career actually on the last table, which was the bonus table, mm -hmm. because I felt like it was more important to have a steady presence in the home all the time. Now I did work part-time, but I would get to work at 9.30 and leave at 2.30. So then I would get the kids out the door for school and then be home for whenever they came home from school. And that worked well for me, but I got skipped over for promotions and things like that because I was just part-time. Yeah. And that's the way it was. So that was my non-negotiable table. Then my essential table is all the things the house, the cooking, the cleaning, the carpooling, the making the lunches, you know, the PTA, the, um, the non-sexy stuff, <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know, your, your children's sports, all that kind of stuff was on that table. Holidays was on that table, you know, and then the bonus, my work was on the bonus table. My friends actually for a little while were on my bonus table, you know, when all the stars aligned and I had a free night, then I could get together with my friends. But, you know, especially with Greg traveling as much as he did and still does, the friends had to go to the bonus, you know? Um, so that's, you know, volunteering at school actually went to the bonus table because, you know, I didn't have a lot of extra time and I didn't want the little bit that I did have to be in a classroom with, you know, 25 kids that I, that just wasn't my thing. I was like, no, I, I need to invest my time more wisely in other areas. Yeah. And I, I think your, the makeup of each table is going to fluctuate with stages and phases. 100%. And phases. Right yeah. now, my career is on the non-negotiable table, you know, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's, it's all my children are gone and I feel like God has given me a platform to speak and a season to speak. I know it's not going to last forever. So I'm like, I'm trying to equip and encourage moms for as long as I can. And yeah. we'll see, you know, we have to plug in, in, in that moment. Like, you know, I, I do, I love that. Cause I know I'm thinking about all the things on the tables. And I think probably the first thing mom needs to do is get a coffee, go somewhere by herself and sit down yeah. and write out all the hats and all the things Absolutely. like that brain dump. And I find myself even every few months having to do that. Yeah. Because sometimes we don't even realize how many hats we're wearing and how many things we've taken on and how many obligations we have or how much we actually do because we feel like, oh, we don't do that much. It's like, oh my gosh, if we write it out and see it clearly, what can we just kick off that? You know, that book, Essentialism by Greg McEwen, I, he's not, as far as I know, a believer, but his principles of essentialism are spot amazing, on. amazing, spot on. And just what is not bringing life to use that phase, what's not really mattering right now? Mm -hmm. What am I doing that either I can give to somebody else or just doesn't need to be done? Well, and you also can realize where am I spending the majority of my time? Is it in the car going back and forth to ball fields and travel ball and all that? And is that where I want to be spending my time mm -hmm. and my family's time? Mm -hmm. Because seriously, um, our small group, like parents were talking about their busy travel ball season and all that and as I was listening uh -uh. I was just like like different states and and this is the other thing they have multiple children uh -huh. so the mom's going with one the dad's going with the other so you've got all this separated time and it's like is that really what you want 
to where you're getting close to this one child, but the dad's not because he's with the daughter over here or whatever, you know? Yeah. Is that really what you want? Like you got to examine it. I mean, it may be what you really want and that's okay. I'm just saying you need to be running your life, not your life running you. Exactly. It's got to be intentional. We have to be choosing and prioritizing and then making sure our choices and our time is lining up with what we actually say our priority is, you know, and hundred percent. And it, it is, it's, it's easy to let life happen to you. Yeah. It's so easy. And Michael Hyatt, I love Michael Hyatt. And he talks about that a lot, you know, and you can just, it can just happen to us if we're not careful. You know, we have to actually manage it just like we do our money. We have to tell our time where to go. And so I, I do think that, that is a powerful thing that too many people have lost sight of whether because, well, it's the way everybody does it right. or I have to, when it's not actually a have to, right. And we feel like it's a have to, but it's not. Um, and that's another, <laughs> that's another Kevin Lehman thing. And every time I say it, I get in trouble, but you know, he says, stop shooting on yourselves. Yes. Like, <laughs> I should, I should, I should. Yes, yes. absolutely. Cause we're constantly doing that, especially as moms and wives. And it's just a, I think it's a female burden we bear, you know, we always yeah, think we should like, be doing said, all these things. Who said you yeah. should. Yeah, no, it's so true. And so I think that's right. I think Um, obviously you're spot on there and just letting our lives line up with the great, I mean, good grief. You know, I can never stop going back to Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And all these other things will be added to you besides, and you have such clearer view when first we look to him and then we look to our to-do list. And then we look to all the opportunities and the options and all the good things. There's a lot of good things, but that doesn't mean they're all things we should be doing. And, and I know that that is the focus of your heart and your ministry and everything you do is let's walk strong with the Lord and keep him first. And, you know, the number one thing that we're focused on, everything else makes more sense exactly. when we have that first, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to keep you forever, even though I would love to, but, um, so I'm going to ask you, and I did, I put this in some notes I sent you and it's a really kind of tall order. Um, but if you could go back to yourself in those seasons or speak to moms in the seasons they're in right now, and just kind of give a little 30 second elevator speech or your soundbite or your wisdom yeah. that you wish someone had told you at each of those phases, right. because we've got moms on all phases right now. What's the thing that jumps out to you is like, oh my gosh, this, this is what I wish I knew, or this is what I want you to focus on, you know? Right. So let's, let's, I'll just kind of read through the phases and you just shoot. <laughs> I can't wait. Sounds good. All right. So what about the brand new mama or the woman who is perhaps anxiously waiting to start her family, someone in that very beginning mm-hmm. stages of yep. becoming a mom. So if you're wanting to become a mom, usually those are the times or they were in my life where every single month, you know, you're checking, you're checking, you're checking, am I, am I? And it can bring so much stress. So I always try to tell moms that are in that phase, just enjoy this phase because once you get pregnant or once you adopt or once you foster a child or whatever, your life is never the same. Mm -hmm. You can never go back to these single days. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're married, but you're single. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) just try to enjoy it. But we get so hyper-focused on, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? I want to be pregnant. Everybody else is pregnant. Why am I not pregnant? Mm -hmm. To just truly trust in God, you know, like um, he has your plan and he knows exactly when you're going to get pregnant because he knows the day that baby is going to be born. And so you just got to trust him. And just, just wait patiently, which is hard, but patience is a fruit of the spirit. So the more you're walking with the Lord, the easier that will be. Absolutely. Yeah. What about that mama? Who's just become a mom. She just brought that new baby home and she's like, now what? (laughs) Everything has changed. (laughs) Everything has changed. And it's usually never the way you think it is going to be. You know, the baby doesn't nurse the way you think it's going to go. Um, my daughter, Emily, when she had her first, she was so nervous about nursing and wanted to do it so bad. 
she was revving herself up and her daughter would not nurse. And so she called me over to her house just in tears. And, you know, will you just see if I'm doing it wrong? You know, (laughs) so awkwardly I'm sitting there and I'm watching her and I'm like, but she was stiff as a board, you know, and I, I was sitting on the floor and she was in the rocking chair. And I said, Emily, you're not doing anything wrong. Just take a breath, talk to Harper. Yeah. you know, just talk to her, calm down. And she was like, okay, hey, Harper. <laughs> and slowly but surely, as Emily talked, Harper just sort of latched on and started eating. And I said, rubber little cheek, you know, let her know you're there. It's okay. It's all going to be okay. And so Emily's like, and she sort of started crying and just sort of relaxed in it. Yeah, and yeah. so from these sweet new little moms, I just say, try to embrace it yeah. and you're not doing anything wrong. It's mm-hmm. just, you're trying to figure out what in the world have I gotten myself into, <laughs> you know, and their babies don't come with the booklet. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. And you know, you just got to embrace it and don't be in a hurry because your life just, you just were going on a freeway a hundred miles an hour and then you just took an exit ramp now you're in the country and everything's at a slower pace mm-hmm. so slow down yeah. okay. and, and let go of any mom guilt if you feel yeah. like this isn't natural for you or you don't love being a mom there are so many women yes that I've heard that they're afraid to say that you know yeah. that that I don't like being a mom or I'm not very good. I feel like I'm not a natural mom. And this should be more natural. That's, that's a lie. That is a total lie. And even though I wanted children my whole life, I had never taken care of a child. Mm-hmm. I really never even babysat and never babysat a baby. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. so it did not feel natural at all. I did not have this. I mean, I was so happy when she was born, but I did not have this my sister said, oh, you just have this overwhelming flow of love. I don't think I did. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm kind of annoyed. (laughs) That came in time. I thought it was a little boring. Like this is boring. You know, I'm a good getter. I mean, I like to be busy all the time and Greg would come home and he'd be like, how was your day? And I'm like, I can't even tell you what I did. I didn't leave the house. I didn't Mm -hmm. shower until four o'clock, but what did I do? I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I, I do. Frustrating <laughs> to me. It was very frustrating to me. Yeah. And that's freeing to have people say that, I think, because yeah. I think there's a lot of moms who are afraid to voice that and just to know it's okay. You're not alone. It's okay. You know, things exactly. change, seasons change. And if it doesn't feel right and normal and natural, that's okay. But also remembering that anything and everything God has called us to, he'll equip us to do it. Right. He to will. Do well. Yeah. And he did. He eventually did, but it didn't come overnight. Yeah. And those, those early days are very lonely days. Yes. Very lonely days. I just visited a new mom this past week and she's like, I didn't know how lonely I was going to be. And I'm like, you're not the only one, but nobody talks about it. You know, Mm-mm. nobody That's talks about so, it. Oh man. I just had a conversation last night with a mom and she's got, oh my gosh, she's very young and she has four kids ages like five and under you know and it, yeah she's three boys and then her little girl and yes. it's just oh my goodness. we need to put her on our prayer list I, I know I know and she's like trying to start the homeschool and she's got all the and it's just oh my goodness and she's like I'm so you know I'm alone I don't have any friends I'm like oh and my heart breaks because I remember those days I only had sure. two but it was enough to <laughs> to feel yes. all alone you know when they were little and stuff and I think that finding those moms who are in similar stages with you, but who are also grounded in the words. So they can point yeah. you to the source and you guys can help pull each other up. It's so powerful. Okay. So elementary years, these young, crazy kiddos and the mom's kind of in the throes of littles. We kind of talked about that, you know, that sure. toddler year. I think we've talked about that. If you have something else there, go for it. Um, but if you just want to start rolling elementary teenage becoming empty nesters and then those yeah. young adult moms, oh my gosh, what do you do when your kid's actually a real adult? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's actually more difficult than you would think, but uh, let's go to the elementary elementary years. Use you're going to be in the car a lot. So just use that car time for your conversation time. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be some magical moment, you know what I mean? But yeah. just, um, you know, just have conversations in the car because, and listen, 
especially when friends are in the car and they're all talking back and forth, turn down the radio, Mm -hmm. listen, listen, Mm -hmm. because that's where you're going to figure out what's going on in all of that. Don't always, you don't always have to have a conversation about it, but just tuck it away in your mom brain and be like, okay, my child has a problem with gossiping. So I need to eventually talk about that with them. Or my child has a hard time standing up for his or herself. I need to eventually talk to them about that, you know, pay attention, see what's going on. Um, And then the teenage years, this is the time you need to start learning to let go. And I know that's so hard for us little mamas because we like to control every little situation, but this is the time your child is going from, you know, a child to a young adult. And it's very important that they figure out who they are, starts in middle school, Mm-hmm. That child in middle school is trying to figure, that's why everybody's so insecure. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows who they are and they're trying to figure it out. So they may try some weird and funky things. And you as a mom may be like, why do you want to dye your hair pink? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it's not yeah. going to be permanent. Yeah. Let yeah. it go. Yeah. I think about the things that I used to fuss about and it just didn't matter. Yeah. But that's when they're trying to figure out who they are, what they are, and all of that. And then as they get into high school, start giving them more and more responsibility and more and more privilege if they are managing it well. Yeah. So I used to tell my kids, with, you know, with um, freedom comes responsibility. So can you handle the freedom that you've got? And if you can't, then I'll give you a little bit more. I'll give you a little bit more. Your whole goal is by the time they get to be 18, they can survive on their own, whether it's in college or whether it's at just holding down a job or whatever, but they can do laundry. They can figure out how to cook for themselves, that kind of thing. And they can manage their life. So then whenever they moms of young adults starting their own families, this is your time to listen and not offer any advice unless they're asking, mm-hmm. which is really difficult because <laughs> they don't always make the wise choices. You know, we are still older than they are. And we're like, oh, that's not wise yeah. to do that. But, you know, keep it to yourself unless they're asking. And then the grandmother stage, lower your expectations. Just because that's your grandbaby doesn't mean it's your child. Mm. And it's a privilege to be invited in. Mm. And so treat it as such. It's not owed to you. Nothing is owed to us. Oh, that's good. It's hard. Listen, it's so hard. I'm only speaking from experience, but I'm telling you, if I come in demanding, you know, give me that grandbaby. I want to watch him five days a week. You know, that's not going to go over because that new mama is like, oh no, this is my baby. And it is her baby, mm-hmm. you know, but there is a strong connection with your grandchildren because my mother-in-law told me after I had Kelsey, a child of my child is twice my child. Mm-hmm. And you do feel so strongly because it brings back so many memories of when your child was that age mm-hmm. and you know how fast it goes and you just want to treasure it. Plus the best thing about a grandmother is you just get to love them. You don't have to, discipline. you don't have to be up all night. You don't have any of the hard stuff. You just get the best stuff and that's to love them, but realize it's a privilege and you need to be invited in and lower your expectations. Yeah. And being sensitive, I think to those children of yours, having children also having to manage family dynamics, you know, they've also got another set of parents to, to be concerned with and caring for. And it's it's not an easy, yeah. It's not an easy phase. It's not not. at all. Yeah. Tim and I talk about that. It's like, I want to not make that too hard on my kids because it's a tough phase to be in for sure. It is really hard. Not always going to get it right. Say that again. It's a lot of pressure on the younger kids. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, Miss Karen, thank you so much. Thank I just, you. I love that you were here. I could just talk all day. <laughs> I want to hear everything you had to say, but I'm going to link to all your books and all your stuff. So let me ask you, I, I end by asking everybody a couple of the same questions. Mm-hmm. One, do you have a life verse or a verse that is especially bringing you life right now? I would say, since we've been talking about being a mom all day, my life verse for that was James 1, 5. Mm -hmm. any of you that lack wisdom just ask and God's going to give it generously and the perfect part of that verse is the last part without finding fault Mm -hmm. it's not going to judge you that you don't know the answers to the questions and so lean into him he's the one that created your child 
Yes. So yes. he's got all the answers, not us. Yeah. He's the one who knows how to speak directly to that child. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. So what is one simple, this will be an easy one for you. Simple, practical yeah. tip uh, you can give the listeners about how to really intertwine their everyday life and their walks with the Lord. And it can be funny. It can be fun. It can be serious, whatever you want, but sure. what do you think about that? I just think one, the biggest way for me to connect God with my life and um, just get him involved on a regular basis is every day I start off thanking him for all that he has done. Yeah. You know, whether it's health or the weather, mm -hmm. you know, even when it's like on the fifth day of rain, I'm like, mm -hmm. thank you, God, for the rain. I guess, you know, we need it for a reason. <laughs> I'm a little tired of it, but I'm going to still thank you for it. <laughs> you know, just start your day with thankfulness and then also put little verses that are, would minister to you, put them around your house, put them on your window, uh, put them in your car, put them in your purse, put them on next to your makeup mirror, just to remind yourself, you know, I have these little um, encouragement cards for moms. They're like $7 for this whole pack. And there's a encouraging thing on one side and then scripture on the next. I tell moms, put that by your sink while mm -hmm. you wash dishes. You know, mm -hmm. the most scripture I've learned is by my sink. Because yep. I'm there a lot, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. so. uh, absolutely. I tell people to get dry erase markers, your bathroom mirror, <laughs> you know, that works good. And yeah, coffee windows, all of it. Yep. Yeah. And you talk about the driving you know, with our kids, because we do spend so much time in the car. And that's one of the, that's the main way that my daughter, Michaela, especially learned her ABCs and the first like three or four Bible verses she memorized, <laughs> right? Because yeah. we would just kind of go over that in the car. But I remember taking verses and I haven't done this in a while. I should, I would tape it onto like the back of the driver's seat. So my son who was sitting in his seat, he's looking straight ahead and there's scripture awesome. yeah, like right in front of him. Hold your tongue. No, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, just to keep, and that's Deuteronomy, right? Keep it when we come and when we rise and when we lie down, we walk along the way, just a part of everywhere we go in our lives and it soaks in and no, that's, and it's powerful, more powerful than anything we could think of. That's yes. good. All right. What, when we've talked about so many resources, is there one specific resource that you're thinking of right now, or we've said so many? I think the moments with God for, for moms is good. It's just a yearly devotional for moms. And, um, it's a great way for them to involve God in their life. Um, and they're quick, they're short. And I made them that way for a reason. It's got the scripture, it's got the devotion, and then it's got a prayer. After talking to many moms, I realized they just don't know what to pray other than help me, you know? <laughs> I just wrote out the prayers the way I would write them and the way I would talk to God. So um, I think that is just a good guide, guide point for moms. Love it. Love it. Okay. And where can the people find you? All Maybe right. Well, we're on Instagram and Facebook, all that fun stuff. But the website is birdsonawaremoms.com. Awesome. And you can click on everything, the podcast they can find there. The podcast is called Wire Talk and it's yes. on all the platforms. So, and that's just where moms write in their questions. So I guarantee you, if moms are listening, one of their questions is on that podcast. We've had Absolutely. over 300 episodes. <laughs> well, and they're so good. They are so, so good. All Thanks. right. I will link to all of that for sure. Oh, there was one other thing. I just thought. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was like <laughs> there was one thing I just thought. Of. I'm going to edit this part out. What was it? Oh, I hate when I do that. Oh, it was like. Oh. All right. I don't know. I'll text you later. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Crap. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't do it. It's mom brain, right? I know. I know. I know that. Oh gosh. All right. Well, I don't know what it was, but thank you so much though. I'm really glad that you were on here. Oh, you got it. Here's what it was. Are you still, are people still able to start their own birds on a wire, small groups that can yes. you talk about that for a second? Cause that is very cool. Yeah. So yeah, people can start their own, um, Birds on a Wire small groups, all you got to do is just go on the website and register your group with us and that do that. So even if you're associated with your church or whatever, just let us know, hey, I'm a host mom. So we can pour into you as a host mom, you know, because we send out special emails to them. We let those ladies know things up front before anybody else finds out. So that's just important, but um, they can get the curriculum on our website or like you said, right now, media, that's, that's where they all are. So yeah. go there. And um, yeah, I, that's the best way 
to combat isolation and yes. get with other mothers and, and learn. And I write things very positively. So it's not a gripe fest, you exactly. know, and that's what I want moms to know. Like, it's not a place to air your dirty laundry, but it's a place to be transparent and real and be like, I'm struggling. And moms will come up alongside you and pray for you. And that's what we need. Exactly. Oh, that's so good. Just to know you're not alone. And for alone. any moms who are like, yeah, that sounds great, but I've got these little kids. No, 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 no. I always tell moms, my children for the first several years of their life that they were in school were at weekly Bible studies with me in my lap or in the lap of the other women in the room. Sure. And it, our kids need to see us setting those priorities. Yes. And if that means they're playing in the floor while we are praying with other moms. Awesome. Go for it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah it doesn't have to look perfect. Right. Yes. So especially if you've got other moms, that have got littles and you may have to pause because somebody's upset or somebody pooped their pants, whatever. <laughs> right. But yeah. come together and you make that so easy. No one has to feel pressure to lead the group. They can just say, everybody pile up in my living room floor and we've yeah, got we'll just play Karen. the video and then there's questions somebody's yeah. just got to ask the questions but other than that that's all you got to do Perfect. we've made it as easy as possible there's no homework there's no reading yeah. just come and soak it in yeah be encouraged I love it I love it all right well Karen thank you so much for everything you're putting out there so many mm -hmm. ways that you're touching so many lives and I'm just so thankful that I'm one of them thank you so much thank you for having me it was my pleasure my delight to be on your podcast so I appreciate it Thank you so much. Thanks. I really do appreciate it. It's yes. so much fun. I could just talk in circles all day. I feel like this is the least structured interview I've done. Cause I'm like, just anything you want to talk about all of it, all the stuff. <laughs> I love it. You're so funny. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's thank so you. Fun. Thank you. I love you. And I'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Have an awesome day. Thank you. All right. You too. Bye. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? <laughs> but if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways. Mm -hmm.